T minus 10, go for main engine start. We are go for main engine start. T minus 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and liftoff of the Space Shuttle Discovery with the Hubble Space Telescope. Mission Control Houston. Hey, how you feel? I am Kilamilla, and this is the Hubble Bubble Podcast. Shout out to my hubbies. What up, at Alan Luna? Thank you for always listening. Shout out to you, at Monica Yvette. You sent me a very sweet message this week on Instagram. At C Murals and Music. Shout out to you for participating in Poll Mondays. If you aren't already, make sure to follow Hubble Bubble Podcast on Instagram at Hubble Bubble Podcast. And if you're not a hubby, happiness is waiting on you. Sign up now to be a part of my Hubble Bubble email list and be the first ones alerted about upcoming special guests, bomb giveaways, and everything else that is Hubble Bubble related. But enough of the list, let's get to the gist. We are on week two of celebrating women here on Hubble Bubble Podcast. In this episode, I feature not one, not two, but three different women who are each incredible in their own way and all have a lot of knowledge to share. Taking care of your health is a big part of self-love. Health is wealth. And on this episode of Hubble Bubble Be Fit, I will talk about physical, mental, and sexual health trigger warning. <laughs> First up is a chat with Valencia of B Cuts Brand and Chantel of Chantel Taylor Nutrition. They both work in the health field. B as a personal trainer and Chantel as a dietitian. Their jobs go hand in hand. As we all know, a great workout means nothing if you aren't eating right and vice versa. These two both started their journeys to their careers in college at Middle Tennessee State University. I asked the ladies how they went from a small college startup to a now full-blown career, living their passion. Bear with me through this episode as we did have some technical difficulties. I will narrate and translate as much as possible. So like for me, because so like I started like right when I got to college. So I went into college thinking, you know, I'm going to do accounting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I took that Tell first minute class out. I, I hate like, math. You know, this ain't for me. So it was really awesome. My sophomore year, I was kind of just doing all my junior class. Right. To figure out a major. Then I was like, okay, what are you good at? Like, what yeah. seriously are you good at? Like, you have to literally, you know, have an evaluation with yourself. That's true. Like, you know yourself more than anybody. And it's hard to be honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah. So it was really one of those. I had to sit in the dorm and just like. Figure, figure it out. Some self reflection. Yeah. Okay. It was really awesome. All right, be you good at motivating people? Mm-hmm. Like that is my top notch. Like that's what I, that's what I do. Okay. So now that I'm out of college, you just see this a different aspect, and you see like people really want to do it. Yeah. And so if, if people set their mind to it, if they gonna pay for it, they'll pay for it. And the thing with college is, I feel like in college you do it because it's cool. Yeah. Or you do it because somebody else is doing it, or yeah. you're doing it, or you want to be fit just for a certain time. Mm-hmm. Look good for spring break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm spring break. That's when you know I got most of my clientele homecoming in spring break. Yeah. So now you know being outside of college and being actually in Nashville, the city working with older generations and younger generations too, it's it's year round, baby. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. Yes. Mine was a little different. Um, I picked what I wanted to major in 
eighth grade year, career day. So middle school, I was the last person left in the um, classroom, did not know what I wanted to do. <laughs> uh, my counselor, Mr. Chadwick, I will never forget this, was sitting down and we were going through this list of careers. And he was like, well, you like food, you do sports, what about a dietitian? And I was like, what is that? And he kind of <laughs> right. explained a little bit what it was. And I was like, okay, I'll just do that. Um, career day was set up to where there was a bunch of people from like the careers that were on the paper in the school and you just walked around and learned about it. Um, and so there was a nutritionist and I talked to her, I was the only person that picked that. Um, I talked to her about it and she kind of explained to me like what she did and I don't know, I was fascinated with it. Mm -hmm. So junior year comes around, senior year comes around when you're trying to pick a school that kind of caters to what you want to, to major in. Um, MTSU had a great dietetics program. Graduated, it was kind of like that post-grad hunt to find a job, which is uh, freaking horrible. Um, I found a job in a chiropractic office. I was a nutritionist there for a while. I started, my business anniversary was just last weekend. Oh, congrats. Yeah, <laughs> I started um, last year. I left, by the time January hit, right after New Year's, I left the office and did Chantel Taylor Nutrition full time. And just talking about how college is different when you when you graduate, I think um, in college your clientele is a lot more so like you're just trying to help people. Like you're, you're kind of doing it for free here and there. You're charging oh, people like $20, $40. Oh my God, for free. Meal plans for free, yeah. Advice for free. Now it's kind of like we're in our careers a little bit yeah. more now. Um, this is how you the bills. Yeah. Since college, both Chantel and V have been very successful at helping people transform their lives. They have even collabed on some nutrition programs together. In their past program, V created a personalized workout plan for clients, and Chantel came up with a meal plan to accompany. I know what you're thinking. It sounds expensive. But meal plans can actually be more cost-effective if done right. You're spending forty dollars a day, roughly, you know, on food. That's roughly not including, you know, snacks, yeah. drinks. If you get some drinks, yeah. 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 And so, like, even like with Chantel, she can she can plan you out a meal plan for the whole week. You're gonna spend less. Way less. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? So it's like a, a week you're spending what? Hundred, hundred some dollars, you know. Mm -hmm. And that kind of yeah, and that and that kind of gets into the misconception that like being healthy is expensive. Yes, let's talk about that because that's what I think. Um, they have that everyone, almost everyone, has that misconception like, oh my god, I just how much a week am I gonna be spending on groceries? And then they're on the meal plan two weeks, and they're like, I'm saving so much because you have to think about it. If you're going to McDonald's and getting a salad, that's gonna be of course that's yeah. gonna be a lot more expensive than um, getting a burger or something like that on the on yeah. the dollar menu, but Think about if you, you take $30, $40 and you go to the store and you get some shrimp and you get some chicken and you might get some vegetables and some rice and stuff like that. It's going to last you the whole week That's true. versus spending, you know, you go to Zaxby's, you spend $10 on a meal. You know how much groceries you can get with $10? Um, because people don't know that and it's not until they do it that they're like, oh, okay, like, this isn't that bad. You don't have to get organic everything. and. You do not have to at all. I tell my clients, wherever you have a grocery store, if it's Walmart, if it's Kroger's, if it's Sprouts, if it's Whole Foods, whatever, whatever's near to you, whatever you like, um, Sam's, whatever, just get whatever's close to you. You don't have to get organic, you don't have to get, I do tell my clients when it comes to meats to get like the grass fed and the, the farm raised and stuff like that, but 
You don't have to sit there and get organic potatoes and yeah. organic broccoli. I think a lot of people too, they have this mindset, and it goes into discipline. Oh, well, I don't want to eat the same thing every time. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you don't have to. Well, well, no, no, no. You do though. That's the thing. You you seriously eat the same thing three days in a row. Think about it. Your daily meals are either burger or chicken. Yeah, that's true. Pizza, pizza. or tacos. <laughs> Same week. You really yeah. eat that like three oh, times yep. a day, three times a week. So stop saying, oh, I'm not trying to eat broccoli and, you know, shrimp two days back to back. Why not? Yeah. Right. You, you don't right. eat leftovers? Yeah. <laughs> you don't eat leftovers? That's yeah. And then like, you know, people, and then some people are okay with that. And then some people really need or want something different. And so like when I make meal plans, I ask them in their questionnaire, like, how much variety do you need? Mm. If you need a ton, I'm gonna give you something different. Every day you're gonna have leftovers because that's more convenient for you. I don't want you in the kitchen every single meal because that's not right. realistic. I think um, also too is people think that being healthy isn't realistic. Like you've gotta be like cooking every single meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you don't have to. You also don't have to meal prep out, you know, two weeks of chicken and three asparagus spears and one potato. Um, so it, you just have to sit down. I think it's all about just sitting down and, and figuring out what's what's right for you and your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Fad diets are not made for you to try a new one every time they come out. According to everydayhealth.com, if you cannot stay on a fad diet or popular diet for the rest of your life, it's better not to start at all. Pick one and stick with it. Or better yet, don't pick one at all. But whatever you do, stop switching your diet based on what's popular and figure out what works for you. Listen now as Chantel describes intermittent fasting, a fad diet where no food is allowed during the fasting period. So like say, uh, we'll say 12 to six that you eat. Outside and before those windows, you don't eat. So it's basically fasting. You only give yourself a certain time window to eat. So um, people will pick a time. So like I think the most popular right now was like 11 to 6. Mm -hmm. And um, they'll eat whatever they want to in that window. And then before they get to 11, they're not eating anything. After um, 6, they're not eating anything. Um, and so you're fasting, basically, and you're, you're basically forcing your, your body to kind of run off the energy that you're providing it within that little time span. Some people, it works great, and they lose 60 pounds. And then some people try it, and they're like, this sucked. Um, I was hungry. I'm miserable. I have clients that try, that want me to make them a keto plan. They're like, hey, I just want to try it. You know, my friend's on it. They like it. And then they'll be like, okay, it sucked. Like, my skin was horrible during it. I was super tired. And then I'll have people, you know, I'll make a keto plan for a client, and they bust through their plateau, and they drop, like, oh, okay. 10 pounds in, like, a month. Um, it, it's everyone's different so I think with the fad diets what bothers me is that um, what works for someone is not always gonna work for you it's about being self-aware with your body and if you eat fast food five days after drop it back to two yes yeah. there yeah. you go if you drink coke every single day mm. if you drink one coke every single day cool you feel like you might need that coke you know what I ain't gonna take it from you some every people coke, are addicted every coke <laughs> Drink two glasses of water. Yeah, there you go. We, we live in this age where it's wow. like healthy or nothing. Like there's no in between. And there is. Like you can have what you want and what you like and just balance. balance. Don't really overindulge. In order to not overindulge in food and other pleasures of this wonderful life, 
it takes lots of discipline. I'm currently working on that myself, and I'll explain later in this podcast when I talk to my next guest. But before we dive into that, I asked the ladies to describe their different coaching styles and identify what most of their clients expect and need from them. For the most part, I've, I've learned and I've noticed that people need that in person, especially with training, especially mm-hmm. when you're first getting into I know training. I do. Most of the girls that um, join my program, they just need that accountability. Like they just need That's somebody to make sure yeah. that they're doing, yeah. Um, and so they're okay doing their workouts by themselves, mm-hmm. but they just need somebody to make sure they're, they're doing, doing them. them. Exactly. And then you have people that need to be pushed at the gym because yeah, they couldn't they work out short. Come on. They not really pushing themselves. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, when yeah. you need, yeah. Some people are self-motivated and some people kind yeah. of need a little help. Yeah. That's true. You will see like the different training I do compared to other trainers. Yeah. Not saying that their training is wrong yeah. or bad or anything. My training is just it ain't because, vibe though, it ain't different. because. I'm very personal. Like, I want to talk to you. I want to know about your day. Tell me about your kids. Yeah. Yes. But I that's important. You. I you love know? that. So, and it just makes that you, you build this connection and this relationship with your trainer, your nutritionist, yeah. or whoever it may be, whoever's guiding you. You're gonna have clients that are, um, you know, gonna have like a really shitty day, and they're like, you know, my kids are driving me nuts. Like, I'm busy. I don't have time to cook. And you have to sit down and be like, okay, well, like, what's going on? Let's try to find a game plan. So when you do have these busy days or you do have these shitty days, you're not coping with it with food or you're not, you know, doing anything unhealthy like mechanisms. And it's about, and this is why I started the program is because. I have to coach clients through life and, and staying on course even when, because it's life. It's not going to be roses and right. daisies the these whole time. Human, yeah, these are real, real human beings. <laughs> Just that, like everyone. You know, are going through breakups and their kids are driving them nuts and their And that's stress can be bad there. for your uh, health, your physical yeah, health too. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a very hands-on um, coach. I'm a nutritionist, but I'm also your coach. I'm here for you. Yeah. And on our coaching calls, if you need to, if we just need to sit and talk about how your husband got on your nerves that day, let's talk about it. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. But what I've noticed with my clients when they go through, especially just their first round and they drop like, you know, 15 pounds or 10 pounds or 30, whatever, because everyone's different. They're like, Chantel, like I know my body's changing, but most importantly, like I'm having sex again. Like I feel more confident around my husband. Wow. I'm playing with my no, my kids I'm here again. Life. No, and I think yeah. no. Seriously though, I think people think it's like all about like oh, I want abs. No, it's no, not about that. It's, not. it's about like loving yourself and being confident and not being insecure. And mm-hmm. it's the little things, it's the little things that I find joy in. Yeah. 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 How do you feel outside? That's gotta yeah. be rewarding. How do you, are you smiling more? Is your skin glowing? Yeah. Your hair growing? You know, are you stepping out in the streets? You know, I want to celebrate the things that are improving your life. Of course, I want you to hit your goals, and, and that's gonna come. That's going to come if you practice these. But I want to create a lifestyle. It's not a diet. This right. isn't like a three-week challenge. It's natural. Exactly. So that just you wake up and do. Because that prevents people from from going back. As soon as they get done training or as soon as they finish out the program. I think when you start your journey, weight gain or weight loss, you learn to be disciplined. You learn to push yourself. You learn to challenge yourself. Yeah, you don't just get that in the beginning. It it comes because you're on this journey of just really discovering yourself. Because 
like when when girls just change their diets they're like I'm happier like I'm getting back into reading my Bible and starting and to writing in the yeah it's huge would y'all agree that taking care of your health is a part of self-love oh absolutely absolutely you know I wouldn't be a hubble bubble podcast without a little self-love talk Chantel and V explain how health ties into loving yourself if you aren't being active or monitoring what you're putting into your body, you're really just yeah, you're really just saying you don't give a shit about yourself That's because what it is. because you know you're going to Taco Bell or Burger King and you know your hormones are, are crazy, your mm-hmm. skin is horrible, you aren't social, you're insecure, yeah. you're not confident around your man, like that all ties back it's into you. you. You realize when you don't love yourself when you don't take care of yourself like you're supposed to, you always feel the need to come. It's yeah. a never-ending cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't. Affirmations are everything. I am a big, big believer on the law of attraction. What Me you too. put out into the universe so, is coming right back to you. So, so I, uh, a lot of my clients are also married women. Um, and they're, you know, some of them are in their 40s, some of them are in their 30s. But you're at that age where... They call it like the midlife crisis where mm-hmm. you're going through that journey where you're, you've had your kids, your body isn't the way you want it to be, your, your kids are running you ragged, you also have to take care of home, you also have a job, you also have to worry about your husband, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. I have a life coach I talk to every single Monday. Yeah, every single Monday I have an hour long call with my life coach and I talk about my business, I talk about what's going on in my life. Everyone needs someone to kind of keep them on track. Doing those little things and finding balance in your life, oh my God, it improves everything. Like you start to go out more, you start to do things we love, find new hobbies. I mean, everything, like it ties into everything. Being yourself. Being yourself. At the beginning of this podcast, I said we'd be discussing all types of health, including sexual. So let's talk about sex. Or in my next guest, and in my case as well, the lack of sex. Last month, I met a unicorn by the name of Brie. She walked into my job for drinks with a friend and left out with a new one. We connected instantly and found out we were both celibate. In her words, that's like finding a unicorn in a bar. We are both on a celibacy journey, her at the three-year mark, and me almost at one year. I thought it would be a good idea to have her on the podcast to discuss something I can't really talk about with everyone. To me, I I just wanted to be celibate. I wanted to be selfish of that part of me to gain my power back. The first year was more of me going through bad breakup relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I just, I kept my, my head face to school. I was in my, what, my junior towards senior year and I had a lot of studies and things to focus on, so it was like I didn't have time to be sad. I didn't have time to focus on someone else. So my mind was was good on that. Three years is a long time to be celibate. I'm praying I make it that long without any slip-ups. But slip-ups are a part of life, as Bree teaches us in this very transparent moment. I rekindled um, something with someone from my high school. Um, Yeah, actually, we knew each other since middle school. Kind of hung out and you know I, I was tested I was tested to the point where I will throw this in because I'm a realist I did break my celibacy that was recent so I wanted to come on here and be honest with you about that um but for me in that moment why I'm thankful that I did go celibate to be in this moment because every every part of anything in life is a, is a lesson in that moment with him 
I was not attached. I felt like, you know, why am I even doing this? And the emotion wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And so the main thing I love about, you know, have went, being through this celibacy journey is you can catch on to people's um, intentions very fast. Whether they walk into a room or whether you know them for five years and you haven't seen each other in two, whatever. Um, so for me, you know, breaking it was just like, okay, this you're not really into him in that sexual way. Why don't you continue on your course? So at first I, I beat myself up about it, but then I was just like, you're human. Like you, you go through things and your experience will help the next person. Very true, Brie. And Hubble Bubble is all about helping the next person. One thing I learned is it's important to have a why for everything you do. I talked about this in my last podcast when it came to going to work every day. But I had to take a moment and remember my why for celibacy. Besides God, why did I want to stop having sex? And I got to a point in my life where I just felt like none of these niggas is worthy. Like, y'all ain't worthy of this. Preach. <laughs> y'all are not worthy of this right now. Like, I got to chill. I got to step back. I have to reevaluate and figure out, like, what I got going on. Because it's like all that gets to a point where it's just distractions. And it's not fulfilling. Like you said, like, no emotion is there. And it's like, what purpose is to serve? Tell people these days you're celibate and they may look at you funny. So what was Bree's friend's reaction when she told him about her decision? My friend's circle is pretty solid now, but I know if this was four years ago, my friends would have a lot to say. I've, I've got mixed reactions. The main one I get is the, the homegirl reaction, which is the, girl, I couldn't do it. Oh mm-hmm. my God, you know, and it's just like, girl, have you ever practiced self-control? Yeah. Oh my god. You can't do that yeah and it's just like oh my gosh how are you living and it's like baby girl i am not dead in the name of jesus right i don't need that to survive exactly and it's like i'm practicing self-control do you know how much just practicing in this area alone is gonna drive me and improve self-control totally totally it'll improve your whole quality of life that's why people who work out seem like they got their shit together because most of the time let me tell you they do they're controlling they're so disciplined the word of the podcast last time was balance with this one i say it's discipline if you don't take anything else from this podcast please understand this discipline is everything i always end my podcast with advice from my guests first up brie gives solid advice on friendships i will say to never never regret never ignore that feeling that you have from deep inside because it's coming from a real place always assess what you're viewing who you're uh, aligning yourself with because at the end of the day you may be soaring to the top but you have leeches that are on you Mm. people that are connected to you that's dragging you down you may be thinking about okay i shouldn't be you know having one night stands or Mm. i shouldn't you know be trying to get serious with this person because they're not showing any communicate they're not giving me any communication they're putting me on the back burner like i'm a rebound and i'm clearly not make sure you do exactly and make sure you have friends and people that enforce your worth that tell you um that tell you to you know back out of the situation exactly like girl accountability you you are worth 
that's why I love Issa's show because Molly. Yes, Molly's a good friend. Like, yeah. do you really love this nigga? Cause you're doing a lot right now. You know what I'm right. saying? He's putting you on the back burner. Shout out to Issa. If y'all watch uh, Insecure, the last episode, y'all understand. But like, <laughs> yeah, like you need those friends yes, for real. And look, if she's using it, she's showing it in media. So shout right. out to her for real. Exactly. We need more of that though. Exactly. You're not perfect. You have friends that aren't perfect, but you're working. You should have friends that are working towards a certain. Um, a certain pathway, a certain direction that mm-hmm. you are. You don't have to be working towards the same job goal, but at least mentally, you guys need to be on the same path because your friends, you're basically in a relationship with your friends, you know, because you spend a lot of time with them. Whether you choose to see that or not is, you know, on that individual. Yeah. But um, Molly is going through her own set of issues. But she's still able to take time and give mm-hmm. Issa advice. That's a real friend. A real That's friend. somebody you hold on to. So I just say advice-wise to to reevaluate who you have in your life, what you're allowing in your life, mm-hmm. and things that you need to throw away. Because I'm sorry to say we're all human, but you have people in this, in this world that are pure trash. And you got to take the garbage out. Couldn't have said it better myself, Bree very important to evaluate your friendship circles and purge as necessary. Continuing on with the topic of discipline, my earlier guest Valencia of V-Cuts brand gave some good fitness advice on why it's important not only to stay consistent with your workouts, but to also document your progress. I, I tell my clients this all the time. It takes about six to eight weeks for people to see a change in it takes about eight to ten weeks for you to see a change in you. Because you have to understand, you look at yourself every single day. You, you're your biggest critic. It's, it's easier for somebody else to be like, oh. Are you losing weight? Are you, yeah. You'd be like, yeah. How do you take <laughs> You're always losing yourself. Yeah. I always tell my clients, take a big four picture. Oh, my God. And then when we set this goal, let's say we set it, you know, four months from now. Let's yeah. look at the, let's look at the picture. So even if we haven't hit your goal, you're going to see progress. Hate pictures, guys. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, it is Women in Small Business Month. Last but not least, my guest Chantel has some advice for any of my listeners, male or female, wanting to start their own business, much like herself, Envy. All my people out there starting a business or entrepreneurs just know it's hard, <laughs> but it's, it's really hard. It's, it's so hard, but um, the biggest thing is consistency and, and taking your profits and investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not ju- just your profits, being re- resourceful and figuring out a way to to put that into you so that you're involved. You're asking people to invest in you, whatever it is. If you do eyelashes or hair or training or new, you're asking people to invest in you. True. So what do you look like not investing into mm. yourself to be better? That part. This is a very long episode. So thank you all for bearing with me and listening. And until next time, happiness is waiting on you.